Welcome back into the Great Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. And joining me now, Andrew Lopez, NBA reporter from ESPN, a graduate of the uh, national champions, Loyola University of New Orleans Wolfpack, and uh, old friend of mine, friend of the program, working hard, playing game is tonight, so much hype around it. Good morning, Andrew. It's been a minute since we had you on, man. How's life? It's uh, it's been good. I am I am happy to be a member. I mean, an alum of the the national champion Loyola Wolfpack. That's I, right. As you mentioned, I was. I remember watching that night. I remember watching it that night. I'll never forget that game. Not because of oh, I remember where we were when we won a national title type stuff. But that was the night that the tornado hit in in uh, in, in the New Orleans. Orleans area, and it was the night that Zion posted the between the like dunk video. All of those things were happening at the same time, and like. This weather outside, Zion's dunking. I'm like, I, I don't know what's happening anymore. It was a crazy <laughs> night, but uh, it's been good, man. It's been, uh, I, I'm, you know, we're we're at this point. We're at game 83. I didn't know if we'd have a game 83 for for these New Orleans Pelicans the way things started. So, uh, the fact that we are here is a uh, kind of a testament to what Willie Green has done. No doubt, and and I'm not saying anything that hadn't already been said. But if you had told anybody that follows this team or roots for this team, hey, they're going to start 1-12, and they're going to start 3-16, and Zion's not going to log a single second of basketball, Brandon Ingram's going to miss, I think, what was it, 27 games or 28 games. Oh, yeah. and you'll be in the play-in game, and everyone's going to be excited, and for the first time in a while, it's going to feel <laughs> like something sustainable that might actually carry over And I guess that's where I'll start, Andrew, because I want to ask you about tonight's game in a little bit. In terms of like this moment, you and I have followed this team for the last 19 plus years when the New Orleans Hornets moved there. And you followed them much closer than me, having, you know, been a beat writer and and cover this team up close. But as you know, they've had pockets of success in the past and none of it was really sustainable. We felt like there were moments that might be sustainable and then it was Uh, You know, Baron Davis hates it here. Or um, Chris Paul, this is great. Oh, George Shin, they don't want to even get close to a luxury tax. Oh, he doesn't want to own the team. Oh, they win the lottery. They have AD. They don't surround him with anything for a while. And then when, you know, and then he wants to leave. It's like it's these little pockets that come and people get behind it. Like that opens and the season ticket sales were high. Chris Paul was on commercials everywhere. And then it just fizzled, right? Sweet Portland. AD the next year, I want out. Why is this, for, for me and for many in your mind, why does it feel a little different right now than these other pockets of success? Why do you think this one might actually be sustainable? I just think because you look and you see ownership is is stable. Okay, I mean, that was the first thing. You go back to the 07, 08, the 08, 09 teams with, with, with Chris. We're not going to take the tax. We're going to let David, you know, David West walk. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, the team is now owned by the NBA. Like, what? Okay. Well, that took a little bit to recover from. When you recover from that, you get Anthony Davis, and you tried this formula now of trying to thread the needle of being good in this, but you were trading away all your first-round picks, trying to surround him with talent. And the problem then was all of that talent just kept getting hurt. Right? I mean, I mean the, the AD, Ryan Anderson, Eric Gordon – Tyreek drew lineups played like less than 500 minutes together in however many seasons. Um, this one, you feel like you have made this jump without one of your big pieces. 
oh, by the way, you control the Lakers pick this year. You're going to add a top 10 pick. You have a couple of more picks there. It, it just, it, it feels, you know, you have Herb for under contract for three more years, two more years. Brandon's under contract for three more years. CJ McCollum's under contract for two more years. Zion is uh, under contract for two more years, extension eligible this year. Or one more year, I should say, extension eligible this year. Um, so the pieces are there, uh, you know, for right now where it doesn't really matter. So I think that's the point where um, it, it looks just a little bit better uh, than maybe it has in the past. But, I mean, those other teams had the actual success. I mean, the run, you know, winning actual playoff series. This team is just getting into a play-in. But I think when you when you just start and look at it from a, hey, we, they were 1-12, they were 3-16, they were 14-32 uh, for the B in this position, knowing that you're going to add Zion to it at some point gives a, another level of optimism for the team. Andrew Lopez, our guest. I think culture is a, use, a word that gets used a lot in sports, and I, I do think it's it's relevant here with this team because the difference, Andrew, is even though, as you said, right, the other teams we mentioned had more actual on-court success, better records in this team. You look at the record, I have people that don't follow the team asking me, why are people excited about it? And I think the culture is, is right. You see the thing C.J. McCollum says. You see Brandon Ingram as a leader. But it feels like in the past there was always this ticking clock of even when they're good – with a star player, it was basically convince me why I should stay. And with this group, and, and I'm not talking about maybe a singular player, but just this group, it feels like they they want to build something. It, it has a different vibe about it. Now, the one caveat I'll add to that is there is some mystery that is, I guess, perpetually, I guess, you know, shrouded around Zion and the, the lines of communication and everything else. I mean, he's extension eligible this summer. Uh, he is sort of the one outlier to this current situation. And the fact that everyone's still positive despite that, I think, is is telling. Um, he seems like he wants to play, Andrew, at the end of the day. But it's hard to project his future when the lines of communication are just they, – they, they appear to – to be broken in a lot of ways, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that it's all doom and gloom. I'm just saying I don't know. You're there. You're a little more close to the situation. What's your take on Zion today, and just kind of moving into the future with the New Orleans Pelicans? Well, I do think if, if it was up to Z that he would be playing right now. Um, it is not up to Zion and Zion alone. This is why you have a medical team, and this is why you have doctors, and this is why he has doctors. Um, you know, sometimes when you I mean, I'm sure you remember decisions you made when you were 20 and 21 years old that you look back on today and be like, ah, maybe not. Maybe I shouldn't have did that one. Right. And I think you know there there are people there to protect himself. I mean, his his dad obviously went um, and made those comments about he expects him to play as well. Uh, to, to me, I think it is. Um, you know, they're they're trying to be mindful of the long term. Right, I, you know, if, if if you really added him to this team right now, at this point in the season, going into a play-in game type situation, does that mess up the chemistry? Does that keep the chemistry? What does that really do to chemistry? Right? Um, if you throw him in in the, in the Phoenix series, if you win two games, are you, does that mean you can win the Phoenix series? I, I, I don't know, but it's it's it just kind of shows 
you know, they are taking a long-term approach with a guy who has only played in 85 regular season games in three seasons, which not a fantastic number, right, from, from your number one pick. But you you want to try and maintain that. And I think, uh, you know, in that in that interview, because we have not talked to Zion since, since media day, in that interview with um, that Lee gave uh, to Jordy, he, he basically said, look, you know, he tried to say all the right things. Oh, we love being here. We want to do this. But he mentioned that Zion wanted to be back because of Willie and because of what the team was building and, you know, it's kind of good vibes all around thing, right? And he felt the vibes. And I think that's kind of the key to me here is, uh, you know, he, he likes his teammates. You know, he's, he's cheering for those guys on the end of the bench. Um, and, you know, you know, whenever whenever he is back, whether it is some playoff series down the line or, you know, next year, um, I think it'll, it'll be they will welcome him back. And I think another reason for the optimism is you have done all this without him. You made the playing game without him. And you have two guys in CJ and Brandon who have been very, very good on the court together. And I think going from there is where, you know, you, you, you start to see why the optimism is kind of high right now. Andrew Lopez of ESPN, our guest at underscore Andrew underscore Lopez. If you want to give him a follow on Twitter, if you're not already, you should. Um, tonight's atmosphere, I'm going to go in for the game tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, there's, uh, I, I'm, I'm here in Lafayette, Andrew, but there appears to be, you know, sort of an undeniable buzz about the team right now. What's yeah. it, what's it like in New Orleans right now? And what are you anticipating tonight's atmosphere being like? You know, Sunday was a was a was a crazy atmosphere. Considering they were playing for nothing, right? And the only real superstar on the floor was Clay Thompson, right? No Steph, and the buzz around the arena before the game was maybe unlike I had seen all year, except maybe the Lakers game, maybe that Spurs game at the end of March. Um. And so I, I expected to, to have a playoff-level, um, a playoff-like atmosphere on uh, tonight when we get there. And just because I've seen, I mean, you've seen it. You remember how it was in 08. You remember how it was in 14. It was awesome. Uh, how it was during the playoff. Like, when they, when they win, people come out. And and I think, you know, even at 36 and 46, you know, there's still a buzz around them. And I expect a uh, a very busy blender tonight. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Andrew Lopez, our guest. I hope, obviously, I hope they win. The more they play this young core, the better it is long term. Um, and, you know, if they lose or if they lose Friday, which if they win tonight, they, they probably won't be favored Friday. Uh, and it comes to an end. You feel no, like not. you've, yeah, <laughs> you feel like you've built something that is sustainable, and, and hopefully that's what it is because you've had those pockets of success that come and go. feels different now. You mentioned ownership. You mentioned, obviously, Willie Green and the job he's done. And you mentioned draft picks. Andrew, in terms of a draft, as you know, I mean, if you hit on a first-round pick that, that proves to be a key player for a team, you've done well in the NBA. I mean, regardless of where it is in the first round, obviously if you're like a franchise player that comes along, it's different, but the – there's plenty of first-round picks to come and go. Second-round picks usually don't make a team. Drafted free agents, um, you know, it's hard for them just to get out of the G League. 
this rookie class between Trey Murphy, who it took him a while, but you see as of late what he brings to the table and, and you see where he can go. Herb Jones logging the most minutes of any player on the team this year is is something nobody would have foreseen. And then Jose Alvarado, I mean, they're, they're selling 15 jerseys and naming drinks after him in the city. One of the great stories, but is 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 in the rotation. I I don't know the draft history of every NBA team, but I know the one of the, the team in New Orleans. They've they've never had one like this. I mean, it's it's crazy. And I get it's not a Chris Paul. I get it's not an AD. I get that. But in terms of like as a whole, I can't remember one ever like this. No, not that that's made an immediate impact the way this one has. And um, you know, Trey is if he would have made, I think. Ten more threes, he would have qualified for the, the, the being the actual leader in three point percentage um, amongst the players, uh, amongst the rookies, I should say. This year, um, Herb Jones, you know, leads all rookies in steals, and it is third in the league in total steals. I mean, Herb Jones could, could has a legitimate chance of being second team all defense, um, as well as uh, all rookie, you know, first all rookie. Yeah. Which would be really funny to me is if he ends up um, first team all rookie. I mean, a uh, second team all rookie and second team all defense. Like he's one of the best ten defenders in the league, but not one of the five best rookies. Wouldn't I'm, make I'm, any sense. That that would be very funny to me. Yeah. But uh, no, man. All around. I mean, you mentioned Jose. Jose has been a I think rookie leader in assist to turnover ratio, and obviously the sneaky sneaky steals um, that he that he likes to pull. And he's still trying it, by the way. Like he's still trying oh, yeah. to. I love when he goes and hides. Out in the corner. I love when he does it. It, it. it it makes me smile every time. It works. I find it works like when it's a it's fast paced game, and then he's on his side of the floor where the Pelicans bench is because they're all just kind of standing up yeah. sometimes. <laughs> That's like he 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 maps these things out. And I heard him on McCollum's podcast say, you know, I did it in high school, and my coaches were like, "That'll never work in college." And it did in college. They're like, "Come on, don't do this. It'll never work no, in the no NBA." Work, yeah. And and here it is. It's working. It's wild. It's crazy because it keeps working because uh, I think what you see is the guys are looking at the play and now people are starting to call it out. There was a couple of times in the Golden State game where he tried it and they called it out. Um, I think my favorite one this year is going to be the Portland one because he does it in front of the Portland bench and then uses the ref as a screen and then comes all the way around. That was probably my favorite one. Well, this is that we'll wrap up the conversation because, you know, teams preparing for it now. Uh, I get the Spurs. It you know it's it's not one of their best teams. Greg Popovich has had championships teams. This team was thirty four and forty eight. But what they what they will be is prepared. And if there's yeah. a team that you know will be looking for Jose Alvarado, it would be the Spurs. Uh, and you know they've beaten the Pelicans three out of four times this year. I know New Orleans didn't have their ideal starting five in any of those games that they'll put out there tonight. But boy, for playing opponents, you know this is a tough one. And it, it, you know, Pels just can't beat themselves. That's kind of how I look at this game. I get they're a betting favorite, but Andrew, as we wrap up this conversation, what do, what is your, if you have one, maybe predictions and thoughts on on what unfolds tonight at the Blender? Yeah, I think uh, Pels are favored by about five or six, which I think might be the highest total right now on the board. Maybe maybe Brooklyn was uh, was favored a little bit more over the Nets uh, in, in that game, but. Um, you know they are—they are expected to win, and I think most people are, are picking the Pelicans tonight. I—I I, I, would—I would think that it's a very winnable game. You get Brandon back out there, uh, 
they're eight and two since the All Star break with Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum in the starting lineup, uh, which is good and bad. Good, you're eight and two. Uh, bad, there's been 23 games since the All Star break. Uh, so Brandon has missed quite a few of those. But um, to me, I think it is a you know you're 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 going in the right direction. I I, I like their chances tonight. I do not like their chances. Um, on Friday, uh, if, if we're making predictions all the way through, sure. um, but obviously that can change between now and then. But um, I, I do think uh, I, I like what they can do uh, tonight, and I, I, I would think they would win tonight. Yeah, no, I've and uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Brooklyn, I think was like a nine and a half point favorite against Cleveland last night, and okay. the yeah, other yeah. games are closer, but. Yeah, five on most boards for uh, for the Pels. Oh, okay. no, 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 Jared Allen. That's what, that's what it was. Yeah. They were waiting on Jared Allen. Yeah. That's, they, the line jumped after that. That's what it was. Andrew Lopez has been our guest. Follow him on Twitter at underscore Andrew underscore Lopez. Read all his stuff over at ESPN. You see him on TV uh, on occasion as well. And you know what? The more the Pels play, the more you might see of him. So, um, you know, for anybody that likes seeing Andrew on TV, just hope the Pels just win two games and then get to Phoenix. Why not? <laughs> There we go. Andrew, man, I appreciate it. All the best, brother. Always appreciate you taking the time. All right, man. Thank you. And on that note, we are out of time for the first hour of the Great Scott Show. Appreciate Andrew coming on board. Anthony Babineau in studio next. We'll talk some Cajun baseball. Assistant coach for UL in studio. Number of things to dig into with him. The story of Cooper Rawls as well. All of that and more all coming your way. Don't go anywhere. This is ESPN Live. If you had the best ticket in sports, the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Braith, and we're right back right after this.